Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is an experimental live Waypoint UK podcast from Rest. This might sound awful, and if it does, we'll never use it. But if we do, I'm joined by two very cool game developers. Uh, I, being Mike Diver, I should introduce myself, shouldn't I? Um, I work at Waypoint, and I'm joined by Moo Yu. Hello. Hi, uh, from Foam Sword. Yep. And also James Brown from Bone Loaf. Hello. And and a gender, sorry. And this is Rex. <laughs> so hello, Rex. my Rex. name is Rex Crow. I'm a game developer, and I'm here now. This is this is what happens when you have three mics. For that, for the for the record, then I'm also Kate Grace here as well. Kate, say hello. Hello. So so there's there's lots of us. I'm going to pass the mic around a little bit because why not? Um, but I just wanted to yeah, because we're at Rest. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what Rest is, it's a pretty cool indie games event that happens in London, and uh, that's why I thought it'd be cool to drag drag um, <laughs> people behind two very cool looking games here. So, uh, gentlemen, um, your games, where are they at? What are they doing? Uh, I, I played Knights and Bikes, which is yours, yep. Moo, uh, earlier on. I've played Gang Beasts in the past. It's it's still around being shown yeah. like what's what's the state of play with these bad boys so we've been showing it for the last 10 years at events <laughs> we have emails telling us you know you've been developing this game for six years now but um you know we're pretty close now we haven't you know we've never been through certification before we we did all our development experimentally live in public like there is you know in four or five year time if we're still um doing post-launch content or things like that it's going to be quite interesting to see what it looks like at that point but um yeah, we've, we've system complete. We've got the, the full co- um, lock on content for getting released. We just need to do some kind of TCR stuff, basically, like um, replace the UI to make it more functional, more accessible, more intuitive and immediate. Um, and There's then, something about making Gang Beasts more intuitive that doesn't sound right. <laughs> just somehow. the menus, just the annoyances. <laughs> like, we have some, some issues online with some of the levels where they can become... Um, difficult to get a win scenario, but right. um, especially on trucks at the moment, just just colliders and some legacy stuff. So we've we've gone through and replaced all, everything with box colliders or primitive colliders just to make it um, just to help the physics to calculate more more um, easy, evenly. And we're improving the camera, and that's about it really. And finally, all we need to do. So there's 16 levels publicly, and I think about uh, 11 of them are set up online currently. In the ne- release of the next couple of weeks, we should get up to 16 levels, all the public levels online, and then we can finish off. The, the, the kind of bonus launch kind of content, anything else we can sneak in. The bonus launch, that's a funny there's thing. Some to say, yeah, there's some, like, yeah. Some, some interesting stuff there. It's just really what we're going to do because people assume the game's been released and it kind has of, effectively yeah, on yeah. early access, but we, we, there was a kind of um, discrepancy between 
Steam and console because obviously console fans are not reading Steam posts and that's where mm. we were ex exclusively communicating really so we've done some work on upgrading the FAQ recently because now everything's locked down it's much easier to communicate what's about what's coming but you know we kind of anticipate or expect an early access to just to be able to put stuff in let people see it test it pull it and we have done that to some degree if it's not worked or not been fun or postponed it if it feels like it needs more development and it's still valid but it can't you know it's going to delay development to do it now Mm. Um, and we're basically packaging up the game that people know and expect the game to be but there are it's a very modular game and there are quite a, a few other ways of playing that we're really excited about that are kind of coming down the pipeline and that we can talk about but uh, you know we haven't got public playable versions of them yet so the, right. the, the, the PS4 release will be um, the publicly playable version on Steam have parity with that content um, uh, just with a, a more polished version that we're kind of just executing now, basically. Yeah, I mean, just for anyone who doesn't know for any reason, because like you say, it seems to have been loads of people, around yeah. for ages. But I mean, it is one of those games that like, if you work in the games media or in just around games in general, you kind of take it for granted. Yeah, that's Gang Beast. I know what that is. I, yeah, know, yeah. I know about We've that. We've gone to a lot of new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, for, for people who are listening who, who don't know what it's about, like, I mean, it, it's a fighting game after a fashion. Yeah. It's more like a, a, like, like a wrestling. It's like a 3D Rock'em Sock'em kind yeah. of thing. But, um, you know, you just push generally in the direction of travel that you want to go in and flare your limbs. But there is like a base <laughs> level of, there's a, there's a basic control scheme and the basic functionality, single button functionality is that you need to be competitive. And then there's a second tier where you can start to be uh, extravagant in your mm. uh, meanness. And um, often that will <laughs> fail dramatically. And that's where a lot of the humor comes from. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's meant to be played for laughs yeah, yeah. for the most part. I mean, I'm useless at it whenever I've played it before. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I fail. I fall into fire and, and, and things that grind. Well, they don't really grind I you up. Specified yeah. hazardous machinery is our generic term for those levels. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> but that, I mean, I'm vibing it. I'm, I'm glad that it's. New. So, are we are we talking weeks away from um, it we, being? We honestly don't know. We've yeah. never been out of set on a date because we haven't gone through certification. And even when we've when we're approved to release, which I think is pretty close now, hmm. um, we would still have to sit down with publishers. Well, with our publisher, Double Fine, and yeah. with Sony to set a, a, a release date that makes sense, so we can have documentation and all that other stuff released that we haven't. We've been working on behind the scenes, but we haven't fully made public yet. So yeah. um, just just to give us a few weeks just to make sure the launch goes as smoothly as possible. And also we need to scale up uh, more server capacity. And there's a few things behind the scenes happening there. But we have uh, potential. Well, we have eight, about 800,000 players currently. Like not. How, is, uh, how not many? 800,000 owners of the game. <laughs> They're not all playing. 800,000 people have this game that yeah. isn't out yet. Yeah. yeah. Which we didn't expect. <laughs> it's amazing, so, isn't it? Yeah. That's... Yeah, that, that we basically quadrupled the audience for the game in December because we were on sale yeah. and we had to kind of scale up and manage that capacity. And obviously, we're not, we don't have servers everywhere, so there's been some issues around that. And that's the whole matchmaking thing is the, the kind of final thing to make that a smooth experience. So we're trying to improve that so we don't have long uh, browser lists and that, you know, because that caused some confusion with the naming conventions and stuff like yeah. that. And we use Amazon Web Services and their naming schemes are somewhat confusing because they name cities even though they're more... Uh, they have more coverage than that. So, right. you know, we want to kind of just standardize that so people don't have to think about what they're doing. They can just get into a game and play, you know. Yeah, yeah. I hope everyone's enjoying the background noise here as well. It's good. I mean, I've come to, what, to this, this is This is a quiet bit of res, <laughs> it should be pointed out. Um, and gentlemen, I will say as well, just because I noticed you doing it, James, we have to talk into the microphone like this. Sorry. It's, no, it's fine. I, I always forget to tell people. Um, yeah, I just came straight from my media training as yeah, well. So. Yeah, I, I, I'm not very good at this kind of thing. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Gambit, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm psyched for that coming out. I'm really yeah, excited. We are, for, we are. This, we're, just, yeah. we're more excited. Well, I personally am more excited about the co-op stuff that's coming as well, because that's actually, for me, more fun than the competitive stuff. 
stuff. It, right. Even co-op stuff defend, descends in violence often, but yeah, you, right, know, you, know. you have the option. You, you know. beat up your best friend all the time, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. we do. You know? That's, yeah, that's exactly. why we get married and stuff. That's, 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 <laughs> um, that's, that's, okay. Well, we're not quite that... Li- anyway, Nights and Bites is more cooperative with less less physical yes, violence. Less physical violence, for sure. Yeah, although I was just sat on a bike and, and it, feels like, it feels like someone's assaulted my backside. <laughs> yeah, I, I apologize, but was it, wor- <laughs> was it worth it for the, the glamorous it fact was, that you were... It, 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 the, 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 I enjoyed the little, the little tootly horn yep. that was in front of me. I should point out that, that um, for, for Rez, the uh, f- uh, foam sword, and they said foam loaf, which would have just been... Uh, <laughs> like, oh, no, that's the project that's coming. Group. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. right? It's the super group of the indie development scene. But yeah, you got a little little kid's bike that you sat on when you, when you played it, which I'm sure was a great idea at the time <laughs> in practice all the people walking around kind of like this is, is like, oh you played the demo did you uh-huh. of how many people played your demo but uh but yeah i mean nights and bites is something that we actually wrote about um when waypoint was vice gaming so last last year probably probably about a year yeah, ago a year maybe ago. i think i spoke to you about yep. it and um you know i thought it looked cool then and it was just, i think i think it just reached its kickstarter target back then i think we just launched our kickstarter campaign yeah. i feel it yeah. may have been it may have been I, I would have told myself off if it was before the campaign was finished oh, it might have been when you'd met your target maybe i don't want, don't want to set <laughs> prince don't want to set precedency by covering <laughs> games before they've met their target it's like why are you talking about that game and not our game oh for fuck's sake guys just back up back down uh but yeah i mean i, I immediately kind of like you know love the aesthetic of it it's 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 it, it's it's cutesy without being cloyy it's 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 super nice and i don't really know i mean kate you're good with cute things i mean how cute is this game it's very cute uh was that a good segue yes. <laughs> it's it's so cute it's it's so cute my eyes fell out is that a good level of cute to have that's they how cute it was well, the podcast listeners don't know that. You could keep up the facade. Oh, fine. It's fine. Let's never do improv together. No. no. Anyway, back to games, video games. Um, do you want me to talk about this you one? Should, have, I, should I take yeah, point? Is that a sports you, thing? You I don't know. Um, so I sat on the tiny, the tiny tricycle, and now I never want to sit down again. Um, <laughs> but the game, the game itself was great because it's all about sort of nostalgia and being a child. So what did that come from? Uh, well, I guess, I guess just trying to remember, <laughs> uh, like really concentrate on what was important, you know, to ourselves when we were kids. Uh, you know, we both had very different backgrounds where we grew up. Uh, Moo was in the States. I was in Cornwall. Um, uh, you were near Disneyland. Yep. And I, wow. Yeah. And nice. weirdly, I grew up next to a disused Wild West theme park in Cornwall. So, you know, there's all these <laughs> parallels and, nice. and differences. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the game is about being a kid, like, really utilizing your bike as that first moment in a kid's life where you really have a bit of independence, you know? Mm-hmm. You, can, you can actually, you know, just keep going, you know, as long as you've got enough, like, you know, Maltesers that you've stolen and what have you. You could just, <laughs> you could just keep on going until, um, until you fall off the edge of the world. So... Yeah, we're, we're, we're just trying to capture that kind of imagination and energy of kids that want to go on an adventure and have a good time and like learn about each other, learn about the adult world, you know, all the weird things that adults do that they quite, don't quite understand, and then find treasure, all the, these kind of items that are, to an adult, are kind of disgusting, you know, 
uh, like owl pellets and maggots <laughs> oh, no. and uh, bird eggs and yeah. bits of rusty metal and all of this stuff and just like filling their pockets up with it so that they can go back to town and try and convince some adult shopkeeper <laughs> that it, he should like sell you a bike upgrade with a load of like disgusting rotting um, yeah. uh, insects. So yeah, it's a really cute game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, are you worried that that's going to make children try that at home? I hope they will. Yeah, <laughs> I feel sorry for the adults, but that's fine. Like they've had enough life; they're used to these things. <laughs> they've had enough life. Yeah, they can deal with it. Um, there's lots of little uh, little references to like being a kid in the game. Like you make the sort of room noises when you're riding around and. Uh, yeah, as you said, you collect the treasure, like the little things you get on bread packets that hold the bread in, mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. They do. yeah, that was a that was a really nice one. You, you well, yeah, it was like it was one of the things we decided. Like, we actually told them about this idea of like, oh, we're going to have loot, and it's going to be much more about like things we treasured in our childhood rather than things. Yeah adults actually treasure and then the Kickstarter backers just had a million stories about oh when I was a kid I collected these things I found it and we thought oh why don't we just you know have you guys post a ton of them and we'll pick one and we'll actually make it for you guys and so they posted a ton Rex went through them and actually recorded a video of him drawing this bread clip and putting it in the game so that's actually one of the specific things that our Kickstarter backers came up with I still consider that treasure those (laughs) things are great yeah like you can flick them around yeah you can like put your finger in them and just like I don't know enjoy the like mild pain of it just being stuck on the end of your finger it's a different kind of game um what's it been like uh working as a someone from cornwall which is not even really uk it's a very weird part of the uk i like it very much and uh and then you're from california yeah. very different both can grow palm trees but that's that's, very, no yeah, that's one a very good point that. i hadn't thought of. <laughs> but what's it been like like trying to sort of combine the childhoods and learning about each other's childhoods and being like I don't know what that means <laughs> yeah it's kind of weird like so we went out to dinner last night and Rex told a story about his sheep when he was growing up and of it's course. funny because we've both gone through the same childhood trauma of having pets that your parents then ate yes. uh, which is horrifying because <laughs> I had pet ducks and my family <gasps> Chinese American you know one day I came home and I'm like where are my ducks <laughs> and then just like dinner I'm like mm-hmm. oh I came into the kitchen there was right. a plastic bag on the floor I went ooh <sighs> Someone's been shopping, opened it, headless duck. And I was like, well, uh, okay. So yeah, yeah, I can relate. Yeah, we, all the three of us can share this. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of universals about childhood, what, regardless yeah. of where you grew up. And you know, I think you know, Anaheim, despite having Disneyland, you, you know, until you actually do get your bike, you are trapped basically on your block and the kids mm-hmm. on your block. And I was like definitely the weird kid because you know, my parents were very different from everyone else's parents. Most kids were actually banned from my house because we were like the weird Chinese family on the street. Because you kept killing um, the animals. Yeah, we kept murdering the animals. <laughs> the funny thing is we were most, they were mostly banned for the animals because they're just like, well, the ducks are going to bite our kids and blah, blah, blah. And then we work. murdered the animals and they still weren't allowed over. So Boom. what can you do? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. Like, have, have there been any details from each other's childhood where you're like, I, what? That doesn't happen. That's magical. I can imagine coming from Cornwall, there's all sorts of magical details, right? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there are. I, I can't <laughs> actually think of them at the moment. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's... Yeah, it's it's it, not a lot of pop culture actually mm. in my childhood. Like the first uh, the first uh, 
Well, some of my earliest memories were like, you know, castrating lambs and doing things like this. Oh my God. <laughs> Same. It's magical. Yeah. There's definitely been a lot of things that have been implemented in the game that I have yeah. to ask, what is that? So like we have the Pisky Park, which is the theme yes. park that our demo is actually set in. And I'm like, what is a Pisky? Or, and I have remember you spelled once, it wrong? Yeah, I think that's not right. And then in whatever you destroy one of the breakables like mm-hmm. you know these cool catchphrases come out and one of them was Ansem and I was just like did you misspell awesome <laughs> and he's just like no this is like the cool this is the thing to say when you were a Cornish kid oh yeah. really so, what yeah. does it mean well it's just handsome but without the oh, H oh okay handsome yeah. yeah. right so, nice learning I'm yeah. learning things yeah. I, I don't have any of my accent left unfortunately Otherwise, oh well, that's would, a shame I would do you it you could ham it up a little bit I could do yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe yeah. I, I need to get some cider inside <laughs> me <laughs> I mean I'm not from <laughs> I'm not from that part of the Britain exactly, but like I'm from Hampshire. So if you right. start going that yeah, way, yeah, yeah. Then eventually, right, <laughs> you end up going further and further west, and there you are you're in Cornwall. <laughs> lovely, isn't it? That's why they say wall. Right? I don't know. Possibly something to that. That's very good. Yeah. Thank you very much. That was yeah. like there three consecutive summers or something. But uh, but yeah. Sorry, I was briefly distracted then by fellow games journalist Josh West, uh, who cameoed on the podcast silently. Um, I, I wanted to like. I mean. Uh, th- this kind of event where, where people like yourselves come and like, like you were saying, James, like you've shown the game off loads already. I, I guess you'd like coming back though, you know, you guys, you know, coming back, showing off and, and, and seeing other people and what they're doing and what ideas you can steal. The, yeah, there's a number right. of reasons. Like we, before we started this, we didn't know any other game developers. So the first show we ever did was EGX Rest, apart from a small local meetup in Middlesbrough where we tentatively took our, took our laptop out and, and showed it to a few people. And then it got played all night. Very, very buggy, yeah. very early prototype, but it gave us the confidence to actually consider that we could be game developers. But um, like we, we don't have enough people in the office to be a test eight player so we need to do events just to learn about that and you know maybe that making it eight player was a mistake but we, <laughs> we want to own our mistakes and honor them yeah. because there are definitely people who like the carnage of playing that way so but also we you know we meet up with other people it gives us a slight break occasionally from from um development we don't take everybody we try and do it in a really frugal way and we tend to take, try and take people who are not working on anything key um that's going to delay the development um but it's also just you know for us learning because like you know we're building we're building a business, uh, uh, workflows, learning about game development, and trying to promote and support um, a, a somewhat successful game all at the same time. And we need advice, <laughs> to, to, yeah. you know, to, to minimise the mistakes we make and try and give give the community uh, the best value that we can because we we do feel genuinely incredibly grateful for having that support because we do see a lot of people who don't have that level of support and you know we don't have to worry at this point about budgets and things like that because we've been successful enough that we can just focus on using what money we have to improve the game and that's what we're doing we you know we have partnerships with a a number of companies to kind of fill in where we have kind of key technical um skill shortages or where it's just going to be more efficient or where it's just the kind of work that we don't want to be like network engineers you know and we're not going to be good network engineers we try so you know it took us a long time to get to a point where we felt we were we had enough resources and uh, the game was stable enough to kind of look at implementing those things and that's why it's been a somewhat kind of protracted and confusing development period uh, mm-hmm. because there's things that the community wanted that we felt we hadn't committed to but we were told we had and we still wanted to honor that because of that confusion um, and you know it's commercially it's the best thing for us anyway but the main thing is you know if you don't have friends around you can play the game you know it's a different yeah, experience yeah. to local multiplayer but we still want to prioritize local multiplayer and we're getting back to that stuff now now online is effectively finished so as in the development is finished right yeah we're yeah, not yeah. taking it down <laughs> yeah yeah and, and i mean you you mentioned the support then i mean you're both 
both games are being published by Double Fine, right? Yes. Or you've, you've got publishing support. I mean, what, what does that do for the projects? And also, I was wondering if it... Because, you know, we see some other developers. I suppose you've got Curve, Devolver, things like that. They're, they're, these things are almost becoming like kind of like like you would say like cool indie labels like like yeah, in yeah. music right like yeah. stables and stuff like that's rough trade that's yeah. xl or something i mean it, it, that's quite cool isn't it like i, I don't remember yeah. games really doing this before this is this is the indie had to get through its kind of teething period i suppose and then through summer of arcade at all and then uh, yeah, to yeah. this stage and now we kind of get these little groups i mean do you do you guys kind of feel like you're in this family in a way yeah i think so yeah, definitely. I've never felt yeah. cool, but um, <laughs> you know, I think like Devolver and uh, Double Fine and um, some of the stuff that's happening in this country. Yeah, we oh, got Enix uh, Square Collective, haven't <laughs> they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all that stuff. I mean, we spoke to a lot of these companies early on, and we were like for Double Fine. I don't think we were the fourth game. I think so. You know, we were trying to learn from other other people, but then you know, despite our mistakes and and you know. Um, development and you know learning and difficulties and all that stuff we've still managed to make a successful game um so yeah it's um it's difficult to assess what a publisher gives to us and Mm. i think we could have probably self-published but having some somebody else who's had that experience to talk to and also industry contacts like the sony deal was brokered by double fine all that kind of stuff just just have somebody to go to and say like we want to do this who do we speak to um you know greg at double fine is uh, has amazing number of contacts and you know everybody seems to like him and Mm. support the things that he's wanting to do so that's really useful for us that's something that i hear a lot in in successful indie games it's like you know that person was nice and that's why we worked with them yeah. Like, like that's that's good, isn't it? That's positive. I mean, I, I would hate it if you came to these certain things. You know, some slime ball in a in a suit came up to you and was like, "I want to publish your game, guys." Yeah. Be like, maybe <laughs> we, we had that. We had a, <laughs> an opportunity. We had a very aggressive Russian publisher who wow. wanted to release the Unity Four <laughs> prototype that had only been in development for three or four months, uh, full of hat microtransactions. You know, uh, we don't oh, do wow. microtransactions, and we won't. We're not, we have no plan for doing model, that yeah. because we have we have a lot of kids playing the game and families mm-hmm. playing the game, and like, why would we fleece them? You know, we, we, as long as we have enough money coming in to sustain our uh, families and um, uh, the company itself, and then yeah. we can. Uh, at least get some way into the next game that that's perfect we've more than achieved what we wanted to set out to do because like we didn't expect to be looking at console releases um until like 2020 you know mm-hmm. um we thought we'd be doing mobile games and and, and um contract work but we're not qualified for contract work because we have no experience <laughs> in the industry so you know, the first two things we did we did a halloween festival we did animatronics for that and we did uh, a climbing app strangely for Sheffield Hallam University that was a, just a prototype I, I love the if, if that climbing app was like as sort of <laughs> I can't even um, remember it uh, well you know as sort of chaotic as gang beasts can be like, it was a very simple prototype made quite quickly Sheffield but. students with broken limbs well in the, yeah in the first four year three years of the company we earned 1300 pounds <laughs> so 1300 1300 pounds I yeah. mean, even I know that's not very much uh, yeah and our dad's you know. best friend still owes us 500 he's the, 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 the um, Mormon um, called who out made the Halloween festival called out mate <laughs> yeah. on, on, on air in oh, red commerce I should mention my grandmother killed a field mouse decapitated it with a fire guard tried to stop it from going behind the furniture and then panicked threw it on the fire it made the most incredible hissing noise just to just have a, 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 a story. <laughs> just, 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 I was wondering when. Completely take the podcast is about. <laughs> just Good animal segue. killing. <laughs> well, I'm glad you got the console done before. I want to. I, I want to shift just slightly to a slightly more serious thing. Slightly, slightly, slightly. Um, I'm glad you said uh, getting stuff done before 2020. Because for all we know, 
come 2020, we'll all be gone. We'll yes. all be dead in the nuclear yes. fire that's brought about by the world as we know it. Are you but, planning however, something? On a slight, no, not me personally, no. But, you know, I don't know. Someone wants to, like, bring back coal or something. Don't they? <laughs> we'll see how that goes for the climate, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, no politics apart from a little bit of politics because this is the first time we recorded post-Article 50. And, like, you know, got a couple of British development teams here. Yes. I was reading the UKIE report, uh, which I guess you all saw. You know, I, talking I about, saw the email. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, that's that's enough. It, basically, they said this isn't going to be very good. No. Um, don't have to dive too much into it, but it would be remiss of me to not mention it. You know, for British indies, this is. It, do you see it being problematic? Like, because because there's a lot of reliance on movement of like talent. Basically, people come to the UK to work on games. Yeah. Well, we haven't actually hired anybody that worked in the industry previously. We've just brought in friends to help us because they understand us and what we're trying to do yeah. and they can be have that patience and we you know we we have some people set up PIYE yet but we're still going through that whole process because like we are we got popular before we set everything up yeah because you know, we were doing things part-time in our spare time and just doing game jams hoping that something would take off but like for us we are strangely international like um I think over Christmas our second largest market was South Korea cool. um in terms of steam sales and because of how, how, where that money's coming from and yeah, yeah we're, we're really Big e-sport, yeah. <laughs> interested in, in, that, in that stuff at the moment uh, long term not, nothing, nothing that's going to affect anything coming soon this is, uh, this is where I go like about well, that seriously kind of stuff. you want to yeah, take yeah. Gang, gang beasts It'll into be a hilarious. tournament e-sport we've been, to, we've been to Evo we've been that's uh, I think twice actually and there's a few other things but we're talking to a couple of people who have identified us as a potential for that and we do need to take information from them yeah. and uh, it's never going to be truly competitive in, in, the, in the sense of these really finely balanced games because the whole point of gang beasts is it's not balance yeah and there's no intention to make it balanced so if you're aware you know if you have a beard that's that's a flaw <laughs> yeah, well, in life i do I have was a looking beard, around it's a flaw um you can be dragged around by your beard or you know mm. we do have some costume parts that have been exploits but we've, we've kind of largely solved that now yeah. but um, Wedgies, you know if you're bold but, yeah. enough to do that then you kind of live by your choices and die by your choices yeah. and if if, if somebody ruins <laughs> you beard at your that's own your risk. fault yeah <laughs> So, um, you know, we are looking at different body shapes and sizes for um, some post-launch updates and things like that. Yeah. But we just want to make sure that nothing we're introducing now changes the ex- core experience that people have of playing the game. Because people that have seen it at an event or on YouTube and things like that, that's the game they want to play. Mm. They don't know about the story mode and all the other things that we've got planned. And that's why we're kind of splitting development so we can leave early access, get the PS4 version out so people have that. And then we can start to tease the new content and drop it on a more regular um, cycle. Yeah, in terms of payments and things like that, because we pay in different currencies and things like that, it doesn't really affect us significantly. In fact, we're probably more profitable because of it. Because Because of the poor pound right now. Yeah, exactly. When we get more pounds, basically, uh, as long as we don't spend them, if the pound does recover, <laughs> we may have a profit. It'll be <laughs> so, okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was thinking more like, you know, teams do swell, don't they, to get things finished. I mean, maybe your teams are not the case, but I, I don't know, it just... I, I'm guessing there's other people here, like, you know, they, they, they see rocky roads ahead. I don't know. Is, is this the first time you've, you've had any doubt or something about, like, what the future could hold in terms of, you know, we've got, there are these amazing people who work over in Germany or something. I would like them to come and work with us on our next project or something. But maybe that's still going to be difficult. We just don't know, you know, uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for us, it's just our team of two. So, mm. you know, we, it's, it's probably not going to affect, like, you know, hiring strategies or anything like that. <laughs> but... Um, I know it, it, it just makes me a bit sad. Yeah, yeah, no, that's reasonable. <laughs> and you know, right? when you're making a very personal game, it, 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 it you know, those course, tears yeah. soak into the fabric of the thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, our little game about a small, isolated island, uh, 
cut off from uh, Ooh, the mainland uh, <laughs> that has to look to its children to uh, guide it into a, yeah. into a, a, a happier future, you know, could be a thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a interactive metaphor. <laughs> I was going to say on so many levels, which is what you would say there traditionally, but just on one big obvious level, <laughs> really. <laughs> um, well, cool. I mean, thanks for, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. I'm, I'm, I'm likely, I'd like you a bit sad right now yesterday i was really fucking angry <laughs> yeah. but today i'm more just sad and thinking mm. about going to the pub so that's quite nice really um cool amazing uh gentlemen th- thank you very much kate thanks for um joining in thank um, you. yeah i mean where can people who are listening to this hopefully they stuck it out hopefully it wasn't popping and fizzing <laughs> all over the place i'll find out when i listen back i listened to my headphones it sounded all right um where can they find your games online um, no, there's foamswordgames.com and then there is our Twitter account which is foamswordgames as well so just yeah, follow that and find us there yeah yeah. Uh, for us gangbeast.game or you can get a link to it from the Double Fine website also which is doublefine.com I think from memory it seems reasonable I've been there for a while yeah. <laughs> busy haven't been busy. on that website <laughs> yeah like, we've got some good, good other Double Fine Presents games coming obviously um, yeah really yeah. happy to be associated I, 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 with I like those the, games the, the way that you know little little kind of uh Houses are forming of yeah, cool and they, stuff. They invited yeah. me to the Slack channel so uh, yesterday. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. That's like my inner circle. I can learn something. <laughs> I, jo- I joined up to the Double Firing Slack after Day of the Devs, and everybody was just set up for Day of the Devs, that particular one. So everybody left the day I joined, I think. So, <laughs> Is it just like loads just of character memes? building? Just right. people. It's no, mostly just sending nothing, free just keys nothing there because it all closed <laughs> down. I, I don't think I saw the historical content, or maybe that channel was closed down, but not a particularly interesting way to end the podcast. Sorry no. about that. But then again, what is an interesting way to end the podcast? Kate Gray. Uh, you can follow me at How Not to Draw. No, we know about that already. Uh, all right, yeah, you can follow Waypoint at Waypoint. You can get us online at waypoint.voice.com. Um, this has been Rezzed live, inverted commas, because by the time you listen to this, well, Rezzed will still be on, but we'll I be won't be here. We might all be dead. <laughs> oh, God, I hope not. Bye. Bye.